0: I think this is something that a lot of black families deal with a lot of brown families deal with of the kids having to take care of the parents and sometimes that can seem like a barrier to building wealth and so how can we navigate that tricky issue and still be able to build wealth
1: let's make green together let's make green together
0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Black and Brown Make Green. I'm Natasha, and I'm joined by my co-host and husband, Damian. Damian, say hello to the peeps.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Today, we are talking about this topic that's kind of been on our minds in the last couple of weeks, in the last couple of months, and it's how do you build wealth for yourself while you're also supporting your parents or other family members? And this has kind of been on our minds because we had one of our good friends over uh, about a month or so ago. And we were talking about this situation of like, how do you focus on building wealth for your family when you're responsible for taking care of your parents as well? Or maybe you're responsible for taking care of some other family members as well who don't live in your household. Right.
1: Yeah. We talk about trying to build generational wealth and create a safe landing for your kids and your grandchildren. And, you know, potentially their children. But this is working the other way around, right? Like this is going back up the, the hierarchy. And, uh, and we want to just dig into that a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think this is something that a lot of black families deal with, a lot of brown families deal with, of the kids having to take care of the parents. And sometimes that can seem like a barrier to building wealth. And so how can we navigate that tricky issue and still be able to build wealth? And we recently read this article and the article was titled First Generation Black Wealth Builders Have to Put Themselves First. Mm -hmm. And the author of this article really was suggesting she was talking about black first generation black wealth builders. But this could be applied to any first generation wealth builder. She was saying that you should put on your oxygen mask first. That was the analogy she used in the story of you not being able to take care of other people until you have taken care of yourself first. And my initial reaction was I kind of disagreed with it mm-hmm. because to me, it's like, you can't just disregard the needs of your family, right. especially if it's your parents, especially in black and brown families. Right. Just because a lot of us tend to be in very close-knit families, yep. and our parents have done a lot for us. And even if they're not in the position monetarily to support themselves in old age or even monetarily to have supported us through college and things like that, there were many sacrifices that our parents have made to help us get to where we are so that we can build generational wealth. Right. And so it's like, oh, do we just cast them aside while we put on our own oxygen mask?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a tricky situation. It's a, an interesting question. Reading the article made me think. Well, what what do you mean? You know, what is what exactly is a first generation wealth builder? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that first. Like, what do you think that is, Tosh?
0: I think she's referring to the collection of people who are making a salary that's higher than their parents, and that's one that could really sustain them over a lifetime in a better way than maybe the salary that their parents may have made. Yeah, And so I think that's what she's really referring to.
1: When I read it, I I was thinking surplus. Mm -hmm. So, you know, parents work and, you know, make ends meet, maybe. Um, First generation wealth builder to me meant that they work and they, you know, get paid and they have a surplus of income. And then they can determine, they have choices, right? Like surplus means choices. Mm -hmm. So they say, I could put my money here. I could put my money there. I could do whatever I want, right? And that's when the options come in and you have to make the the decisions. So for me, when I read it, I'm like, if that were me in that position, I would decide, do I need to help my family out? You know, like my parents, my grandparents, whoever's living with me, or do I need to help myself out? Do I need to help my kids out? And then you have have a, a tough decision, right? how do you make that decision? And when I read the article, that's what I thought she was saying is, you know, follow, follow your heart, give yourself the confidence to make a decision and carry it forward. And, and whatever that means to you.
0: Well, that's a nice way to look at it. Cause I didn't think she was saying, follow your heart, <laughs> <laughs> but that is a good way to think of it. Of like you, you have this opportunity to make this choice and, I think a lot of people our age, like the choice we want to make is we want to take care of our family. We want to help them out if we can. And so we want to make the choice of both. And so how do you choose both? How do you take care of yourself and also take care of your parents versus just saying, I'm going to take care of me first. And then once I'm taken care of, I'm going to come back and take care of you. Like, is there a way to do it simultaneously is what I'm thinking.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And then I mean, that's basically what it is, right? It's like if you have bills and you have to allocate, you know, some certain amount of income towards, you know, each and every single bill. Like this is just another another thing that you allocate, you know, money towards that income towards. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And. Really, I think that's what the author was saying, because when you read beyond the title and beyond that initial thought of put yourself first and you dig into the article more, I do think the author is arguing for a simultaneous approach, which I would definitely agree with. And the way that I see you needing to put yourself first is to get your own budget together, get your own finances in order in a way that you understand all the money you have incoming and all the money you have outgoing so that you have a clear picture of what extra do I have Mm -hmm. to make a choice about. Right. Like you were talking about choices earlier. Yeah. So what extra money do I have to choose to give to my parents or invest or split it however it needs to be split? So I think that that is a good place to start right there.
1: Yeah. And I, I think the thing that you said that rings true with me is, is the word choice. That's the important piece because that's kind of the gray area. You know, somebody might choose one thing and another person might choose the the polar opposite and is one or, one or the other right or wrong? Are they both right? Or are they both wrong? It's, it's hard to say, you know, that's the thing that we're kind of dealing with here.
0: Mm-hmm. I was listening to Kirsten and Julian from Rich and Regular earlier, and they were talking about how they support Julian's mom. And like, that's something that they have had to work into their budget. It's just a, a matter of fact thing that is part of what they have to pay for. Right. And- it wasn't always the case that they were supporting her fully. It was only like partially, I believe from what I understand them saying, but now like they're fully taking care of her, but they're also working towards financial independence and retiring early. And so they have made this choice to, yes, we are putting ourselves first and we are working on our own finances, but we are also taking care of our family members. We're taking care of his mom right now. And so like that to me is one example of, what black and brown people do all the time.
1: Yeah. That community.
0: Yeah. You're working on yourself, but you're also working on uplifting those around you. Yeah, And I think there is a way to do it. And I kind of think of it from the perspective of of me being a parent, mm-hmm. like I'm a parent, I'm a wife, but then I'm also my own individual. Yeah, And it's easy when you're a parent to get caught up in only being a parent. Right. It's easy when you're a wife or a husband to only get caught up in being that spouse or that partner to the other person. Right. But what's hard is to be able to divvy up your time so that you are a parent, you are a wife, and you also have your individual time Mm
1: -hmm. balance.
0: Yeah. You have to have that balance. And I think That's kind of the perspective we have to take when we have to take care of our family members as well is, yes, I'm going to take care of myself, but I also have to have some to take care of my family as well. Right. And so you have to figure out the right balance of what can you give to each need in your life.
1: Yeah, because each one demands attention. It demands, you know, some some portion of you. And, you know, with that, like you have to have those upfront conversations with people around you your community right you need mm-hmm. to understand their position in life so that you can make informed decisions and you know it, you need to have that honest heart to heart with people like it's hard I, i'm going to admit you know like it's hard it's hard to talk to my parents about it sometimes it feels like there's uh you know a shroud of mystery
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, i know you don't you may not feel the exact same experience but i know that a lot of people do and i know that it is hard so one of the things that you really need to do is just kind of open up so that you can Be honest and and understand, you know, like where each one is in life.
0: Yes. Like if you're going to be supporting someone financially, then you need to know what is it that they have? Like, what do they have to financially support themselves? And what is it that they need? How much do they need monthly from you? Or from the family in collective, if it's like you and your siblings who are helping your parents out, for instance, like you need to get that information. And the only way you're going to get it is if you talk to them about it and you ask them like, hey, mom, hey, dad, what's what's going on? What do you guys need? What do you need help with? Like you don't know until you ask and you have to open up that line of communication.
1: Yeah, And it's it's important to open up that line of communication. It's actually difficult. Uh, As a matter of fact, you know, for me, I've kind of. Had Natasha there as my, you know, my parent on my shoulder helping me do it because she asks my parents all of those hard questions that, you know, sometimes I find a little bit too hard to ask.
0: Yeah, it doesn't always have to be the child that asks the questions to the parent. It may be your partner who does it or it mm-hmm. may be a friend who is a has a close relationship with you and your parents to be able to open up those communication lines. You just have to figure out how can you get the lines open.
1: Yeah. And and Natasha's been very good at that and I'm always grateful that she's done that for for us.
0: <laughs> and then I would say there are resources that you can look for to help you if you are taking care of parents. And when we're talking from the perspective of adult children taking care of their parents, because that's typically the situation that our generation gets into, Mm -hmm. it's not normal that you're taking care of many extended family members, but these are things you could probably apply to other family members as well. But I think parents are the ones that you would definitely say yes to when it comes to like supporting someone versus aunts and uncles and cousins and things like that. There there's got to be some way or where you draw the line and say, right, you know, this is this is what I can do to help. And and this is where I have to stop. But one of the things you could look into for your parents as they're getting older is long-term care insurance. And with long-term care insurance, you would be able to use that once they got to a place where they needed a lot more support and their coverage would be taken care of through that long-term care insurance. Now, it's not for everyone, and you really need to look into the terms to make sure that it's something that you would actually quite possibly be able to use with your parents, but it is something to explore so that if you're looking at high health care bills in the future, maybe that would take care of that. And there are other resources that the government provides as well. When I was trying to find some resources for this type of thing, I found the Administration on Aging And it's through the U.S. Health Department and they have all these different resources that can be available to senior citizens if they need different types of support. And I didn't dig too deep into it because I'm not in this situation where I have to support someone. But this is a resource that I would use if I was trying to having to take care of my parents or grandparents or something like that. So that is definitely somewhere to look. I saw a lot of different resources on there. And then I also think it's important to recognize that it's not just monetary. Like as your parents are aging, as you're taking care of them, there are ways that you may need to support them. That doesn't include money, such as driving them to appointments Mm -hmm. and you have to work and you don't necessarily have the time to take off. So how do you do that? What do you think, Damien?
1: I mean, that's that's a tough question. Like. Ride sharing is the thing that pops into my mind. But, you know, that's
0: I think rideshare could definitely be a good option that would definitely bring in more money, of course, because you have to pay for it. Yeah, But there are also volunteers who will take senior citizens to doctor's appointments. I know I have a friend in the neighborhood who she used to volunteer to take seniors to grocery shopping and Uh things like that. And here in Austin, there is a program called Drive a Senior ATX. And I think there are some other organizations that do it as well. And there are volunteers that will go and pick up senior citizens, take them to their doctor's appointments, take them to grocery store trips. So there are options available that you as the caregiver you wouldn't necessarily have to do yourself. Right. And you wouldn't necessarily have to pay for it as well because a lot of these services are free. Yeah. And then there's also meals on wheels. I know that my grandma used to get meals on wheels. And that's where they deliver meals to your house at a certain intervals and that's something that's available to many senior citizens across probably all of the states and a lot of the the cities and counties as well. Mm-hmm. So that's something to look into as well, it, which is not just monetary. It's food based. And, and it's not something that you necessarily have to provide yourself. So I think you have to look beyond just yourself as a resource right. and look to see what other resources are there out there for me to support my parents as they are getting older.
1: Yeah. and you know, I mean, judging from what you listed out, There are a lot of people that are willing to help and there are a lot of uh, foundations and a lot of support that you can you can get help from. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that's good that you listed those. out. I hadn't heard of most of those. I heard of Meals on Wheels, but I hadn't Mm -hmm. heard of the other ones.
0: And I'm sure there's more that I didn't list out. I know that I saw a lot more things on the Administration on Aging webpage. And I think it's important to recognize that the burden doesn't necessarily have to fall fully on you. Like right. yes, you may be the one who is in charge, you're the caregiver of your parents at this point. You're the one who's supporting them, but it doesn't have to all fall on you.
1: Yeah. Let's dig into that a little bit more too because the 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 notion of you carrying, you know, that heavy burden that's 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 a thing, you know. That's not just negligible. Like mm-hmm. it could be a big deal in your life. So, how do you stay how do you remain yourself? when you have these burdens?
0: That's a good question. And I think it's something that you you have to carve out time for yourself Yeah, in order to remain yourself. Yeah. Because like I mentioned early, earlier, kind of from that parenting perspective, like you can let being a parent take over your life fully. You can let yeah. being a spouse or a partner take over your life fully. You can let being a caregiver of your parents take over your life fully. Mm-hmm. And so you have to maintain a balance, create a balance somehow, reach out into your network and see who can help you. Mm-hmm. You may have friends who are willing to take your your parents to appointments. You may have friends who are willing to come and sit with your parents for 30 minutes to an hour. And and you just have to reach out to your network and see what what's in my network to help take this burden off of me.
1: And when you say network, you know, the thing that comes to my mind is, community or tribe, right the synonyms and you know like how does that play into the fact of some people having that intergenerational living when other when the family members actually live with them you know their kids live with them, their grandparents live with them it's a it's a big family inside of you know like one house, one apartment. So how does that play in?
0: I think that's one way to support your family because you're gonna take some of the the monetary support away. Because let's say you were paying for rent for your parents. That's gone once they start to live with you. Mm -hmm. And just there's a lot of closeness there. If they need something, you don't have to drive over to their house. You're saving on gas money. So it can save in some regards. But then it can also be really tough because it can be tough to live with your parents once you're an adult for some people. And so there's that emotional aspect of it. And, And I know that I have friends who live with their parents or their parents live with them and you have to learn how to navigate that situation where you both can still have your lives fully Mm -hmm. without interfering too much with each other where you can still like be helpful to each other.
1: Yeah, that's a really good way to put it, the the helpful part. You know, basically that's what we're talking about, being helpful, being Mm -hmm. good citizens in this community and, you know, leaning on each other when you need help and providing the help when others need help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that if my parents needed help, that I could just put my oxygen mask on first without yeah. doing something for them. I think I would be doing it simultaneously.
1: Yeah. Same here.
0: I would be helping myself while also trying to help them.
1: Yeah. And also helping our kids.
0: And yes. And and that's how I even view my finances right now. Like, I know there are some people who are in the camp of you need to save for your own retirement first. Don't worry about your kid's college. They can take out loans for that. Mm -hmm. But I'm not in that camp. I'm in the camp of I'm going to save for retirement right now. And I'm also going to save for my kid's college because I think them graduating debt free will be something that helps propel them throughout the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. And so those are things I'm doing at the same time. Yeah, same here. And so when I think about this situation of taking care of parents or other family members like that, it's something that I would want to do at the same time. Right. And I think it would be very hard. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie that it wouldn't be hard. I think I would have to make sacrifices in my budget and hold back on getting some things that I wanted because I had to take care of my parents. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the tough decision that a lot of our peers are in right now. Right. And they just have to get to a place where they feel happy with the decisions that they're making in relation to it. I like that. So building wealth while supporting family can be difficult, but it can be done. And I think you just need to create a strategy in order to make it happen, just like in anything when it comes to life or your finances. Create a strategy to make it happen. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with a friend. Join us for the next one and let's make green together.
1: Let's make green.